Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Terry. Kill. Jimmy. PJ. Be Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. <laughs> What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my family. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building and B. Austin to join us in about 30 minutes. The NBA season is a week old and we already got beef, suspensions, all that stuff. So we'll talk opening week. Um, we'll update you on the World Series if you're interested. Uh, a few things happen in the NFL and, and, and a little bit more. So keep it locked right here. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or join us on Facebook at or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. But before we get started, we got to pay some bills. Make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show. You can do that at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free for you on iTunes. I'm sorry, on iOS and Android. Uh, you can also check out the show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker. Most other places you do your podcast listening, man. Um. But and also before we get started, man, because I haven't, you know, I haven't been on and they haven't been on our show in a while, man. Shout out to the the brothers over at the Broad Street line, man. Roy and Chris, I was looking on Roy, uh, Chris, <laughs> I was looking on social media today, Jim, and and on their show tonight, they're going to be talking about like greatest video games ever. So they were getting people to list some stuff on their post so they could shout it out during the show, like. I just I just dialed up something random in my head and posted Excite Bike. Like, yo, Excite Bike. Excite Bike. It's not like my favorite video game of all time or nothing, but it's the first thing that came to mind because it seems like it never gets any props, you know, 20, yo, 25 years later. Yo, the Excite Bike <laughs> flips was crazy. Yo, but you know what my shit yeah. was? Ooh, <clears throat> my fault. You know what my joint was? Uh, <laughs> yo, man, remember Paperboy, yo? Yo. He used to throw the joints and yeah, yo, I don't know how dude yo. threw that many papers in a second. Yo, like, dude, yo, dude, paper game was me. He was in the middle of the street, throw it halfway a, a mile across to the other house. Yeah, and he was, was and he fired. kept losing them joints too. So like sixteen yo, papers at one house. The route got to be all right. Um, yo, and keeping <laughs> it sports related, yo, Jordan versus Bird was that work? 
I'm not yeah. even actually no, it was Dr. J versus Bird first. Dr. J versus Bird. Right. And then Jordan versus about Bird. Didn't yeah, Jordan versus Bird, Bird series didn't that turn into lies? I think so. But what's crazy about that is I remember playing Dr. J versus Bird like long like, you know, that was damn near a couple of decades ago. And I remember at the time, because it was nothing like it, thinking like, yo, it can never get better than this. And in 2018, <laughs> double dribble in 2018 like, that's damn near in your crib now. Yo, yeah, that that was crazy. I know, like these days, you might as well just turn to the real game and just take your, your controllers out yeah. and yo, just go for it. the evolution of the game is crazy. The evolution of the, um, the sports video game is crazy. Like now, these days, you can put crazy. yourself in the video game. And you can damn near look like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much. I mean, now these days, your these, game, days, all the these days they're calling video games a sport. Like that's how that's how far along they come. Shout out to uh, Michael Jordan, his investment. But these days they're no. calling video games an actual sport. I know people getting paid to play them. Shout out to the dudes that be crying because they girls be erasing their stuff. Um, <laughs> you need some cat. But anyway, <laughs> yo, shout out to Roy and Chris, man. We gotta get, we gotta get them on the show uh, sometime soon and chop it up like yes, we sir. used to do. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, let's get it in then, man. First, well, I, I did want to ask you something else, man, before we jumped into this, mm-hmm. man. Like, we sending bombs through the mail now. Like, uh, what kind of country, yo. what kind of world we living in, man? That's what we doing. It's wild, dude. Like, and, and, and you know, my wife gets on me because I don't check the mail because like, no nothing come in there but bills. Because you can't email me now. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, now you're, this is wild. You want to check it now? That's the thing. Like, you used to be mad at somebody and you send them an email with a virus in it. Now they send them bombs in the mail. <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess I could say when they can send like bombs, send bombs right to your email. And the conspiracy <laughs> theorist in me wants to feel like. All right, who's really behind this? Is it the right or the left? Like, so I saw I saw a hashtag MAGA uh, MAGA bomber um, like trending the other yesterday, and I'm right. like, you know, I watch too much TV, so I'm like, all right, now if this was scandal, maybe it wouldn't be coming from that side; it'd be coming from the other side. Right now, people were but, you know there was a lot of conspiracy theories like that because they like you know we're right by the midterm election, Democrats might be a little desperate, so they send in you know. Or or they they do this whole bomb hoax to make everybody think that the MAGA side is the bad bad guys. There's a whole lot going on, man. Yo, it's just too much going on. Like, what happened to like you know, in in the words of Bill Russell, like life is very simple. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And most of the time, we know what we're doing something wrong or right. We just try to justify it. Like, uh, it's it's crazy, man. It's a crazy world, man, that we living in, man. It's so the world is so like um, divisive. The world is so like split right now, um, and it's crazy because not that I was ever under the impression that, um, and I hate this term. People try to say that we're you know we're post racial and, and all these other um, <laughs> you know buzzwords. I never ever believed that, but I never I you know I'm not ignorant, right? But at the same time, I never thought we would see it this way. So in a weird way, I ain't ignorant. I'm I can't read. <laughs> yo, in a weird way, I, I think that um. And I know people are going to kill me for this. I think Trump is probably one of the best things that happened to this country. Um, yeah, it's uncovering like, stuff that's been there exactly, under our news. Exactly. People get mad Trump, when I say that. Yeah, I mean, but before Trump, I think everybody got too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 it probably is a, a good thing because now you know man. what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? 
the the honorable Nasir Jones man said you gotta like destroy before you rebuild, man. So you know yeah. it is what it is, man. The thug changes and love changes and best friends become strangers. I don't know what they I got know. to do with anything, but that bar was fire. That bar was so hard when I heard it though. Be what I want to be. <laughs> yo, that part had nothing to do with what we talk about, but yo, it, it was freaking <laughs> fire. My fault. All right, so let's uh, let's get into some hot topics real quick. And before we do that, we gotta let you guys know that hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Real quick, give me a minute. Let's talk some turkey and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests with my bookie. The NFL and NHL are chugging right along. The NBA is underway. The World Series is already popping. So if you haven't yet checked out my bookie, what the hell are you waiting for? Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a payout with his pay me time? Shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to it was written. Uh, that's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're basically wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. Unless, of course, you're chilling up in the uh, sports book in one of the lavish hotels in Vegas with a nice young lady. But that's a whole different story. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. Who knew? Join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right, 100%. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, period. Now, speaking of gambling and my bookie and all that kind of stuff, this is the segment where we usually bring on Gus Griffin to give you his uh, NFL picks for the week. Gus is traveling abroad. We don't know if he's just traveling or is he running. <laughs> but he actually did pretty good last week and he did send in his picks. Last week he went three and one. So that leaves him at sixteen, sixteen and two on the season. So let me get you his picks before we move on in the show. Uh the first game that Gus is picking this week is the Thursday nighter. Um and he has the Dolphins plus seven and a half. Um Versus the Texans. Now, his uh, note tells me that the Texans routinely leave points on the field. So, believe it or not, Osweiler had played well in both games and is clearly familiar playing in Houston. So, we'll see how that one um, plays out. He did the over-under for the Colts and the Raiders. That over-under is 50. And in that one, he is going with the over for the Colts and Raiders, over 50. He said two passing teams and two poor defenses. Uh, he has the Panthers plus two versus the Ravens. So the Ravens play as, uh, as much man defense as anyone in the league, which will give Cam Newton a lot of running lanes. And, and I, you know, that's true because when you play a lot of man, your corners, your safeties, you know, they, they end up turning their backs to the play to guard their men. And, yeah, that would give Cam Newton. Um, but you would think teams would adjust, Jimmy, you know, playing Cam Newton. Like, you don't want to turn your back too much. But he said expect him yeah. to run for at least 60 yards in this upcoming game. And uh, last but not least, he, we have the Green Bay Packers. Let me make sure because he didn't even list who the Packers are playing this week. The Packers are playing against the 
can't find it. Damn, why the hell I can't find a Packers game? On the, on the, <laughs> Yo, who, who well, the Packers playing, playing, they're playing the Rams? <laughs> the Packers are playing the Rams this week. So uh, he has the Packers plus nine and a half uh, versus the Rams. Um, and all he had to say was Mr. Aaron Rodgers. All right, so we'll see. Uh, like I said, Gus had a pretty good week last week. So, you know, if you trust him, go to mybookie.ag. Sign in, get your 100% bonus to whatever you lay down, and get your bet on. So uh, we're going to move on real quick. All right, um, the World Series is underway, and already the, the Boston Red Sox at home has jumped out to a, a 2 nothing lead in this series over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, Jimmy, I just wanted to talk about – if they, if they, I mean, not even, they don't even have to win this World Series. I'm talking about the Boston Red Sox. I was just sitting thinking last night after, you know, watching them get out to a 2-0 lead. I'm like, yo, the fans in Boston and the New England region have to be the most spoiled fans on earth. If Boston ain't yeah. title town, like if you don't think Boston is title town, then you know, we don't even say this type of stuff too much. You just hate them. <laughs> yeah, because, and, and it's crazy because like I, I actually watched the games. Um, shout out to my baseball head, who I always be talking right. trash about. But I actually watched the games in the World Series, and what amazes me is um, managers in, in MLB like when they get into like the playoffs and things, how they like outsmart themselves, trying to make um, you know, right. you know, they're making pitching changes for specific batters, and like you got somebody that like mowed down the last ten cats, and you like, oh. You know, right. come a lefty, but a lefty coming change, up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like, so you, you that, pitch like 15 that, like, dudes <laughs> because you're switching it up for every batter. Well, he has a good, uh, you know, ERA against yeah, this guy. So, so you bring him in for one guy the whole game. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, like, it kind of, like, been backfiring, but. It's just, it's just interesting to me um, watching, watching that, like, take place and, just in general, man. Like, um, but it's also amazing to watch playoff baseball. It's nothing like playoff baseball. I will say that. But at the end of the day, man, you're right. So they will intense. be title town. I mean, they pretty much won in like every major sport. Um, and when you think about, and this is and this is this is also a sign of like getting old, because there's certain teams and things that happen in sports now, and like my reaction to them, and like some of the younger generation, are like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, when I came up, the Red Sox were cursed. Right. Like. This didn't happen. It's like once These they broke days, through, like, though, like they've been like the San Antonio Spurs of baseball. Like, there's been, you know, the run has been over the last decade and a half or two decades, but, you know, they're still here. They have some yeah, down like, years, but all in all, they're still here. And that's the thing. Like, I told you, I just grew up at a time where, like, yo, they was cursed. Like, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, and, man, um, but they are spoiled, man. They are, and 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 you can they can you can give them the moniker of title town and not even count the fifteen championships that the Boston Celtics won last century. Like if you just want to count from the start of this century, from the year two thousand, like the Celtics have won, um, the Patriots have five or mm-hmm. five or six. I don't know how many they got. They got too many. Um, <laughs> The the Red Sox have a few. The the Boston Bruins have a few. Like really, if you don't think that Boston is title town, then you're just letting your emotions get in the way. Um, these fans got to be spoiled. 
Um, I'm not saying that they're a town that I think deserves all of this success because <laughs> they still got some issues um, that are being brought to life in this MAGA time, but it's crazy what's going on there. So they already got that 2-0 lead. Dodgers get to go back home. I know Magic will be happy because I saw him sitting out there in the cold. You know, Magic ain't used to that kind of stuff. Even though uh-huh. he was born and raised in Michigan, Magic ain't been in a cold climate in how many years? Since like 1980. <laughs> yeah. So for the past almost 40 years, Magic has been a, a, a West Coast LA boy. I know he looked crazy last night. He ain't had time sitting in there and, and all that stuff. All right. So I'm going to go to the NFL real quick. I don't have a lot of deep NFL topics. But, you know, I know, Jimmy, you're still not. But I just had a question because I know if you haven't seen videos or read stories about this, I know you've at least heard about it and you know what it's about. But the whole Eric Reed, Malcolm Jenkins pregame standoff yeah. type thing. Um, I say, I say, we know what it's about. Right, right. We've talked about it plenty, like what it's actually about. So I'm not even trying to talk about that. You know, I know where you stand. I know where B. Austin stands. I know where I stand on the whole thing. But like you said, the, the whole the beefing in the woke community, like, do you think that was a good look out there? Like, did this have to be done this way? Like, if, uh, we always, like, throughout history, we know that the woke community, you don't always share the same ideology. You don't always get along. I mean, you had Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X having different ideologies. Everybody knows about that. But it's like in today's day and age, and and we don't know what happened back then because, you know, we didn't have social media. We didn't have 24-hour news cycles. So, you know, Martin and Malcolm might have crossed paths and, and, and you know, th- threw down a little bit, threw, the, threw some hands. We don't know because they never mm-hmm. want to tell you those type of stories. But we've seen it over the last few years. Like you, you got cats like, um, like, like Umar and – uh, there, what's his name? Not Nasheed. What's his name? Nasheed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Singing Yeah, you got dudes like that <laughs> yeah. who, at different times in the past few years, like we've liked, you know, we've we've taken a, a liking to the stuff that they say. You know, we don't. None of us ever just totally falls on somebody's word, and and you know, mm. every word doesn't matter to us and we don't agree with every single thing, but they've both done and said some nice things, you know, for the black community to wake some people up, but then they get the beefing and it gets into childish name calling and stuff like that. So then you have the whole Eric Reed, Malcolm Jenkins thing. And Eric Reed needs to be restrained from him before the football game. What did you think? I didn't think it was a good look. You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I, I have this like this ongoing debate with myself, and that's right, I do debate with myself because <laughs> um, part of me feels like um, when it comes to issues, uh, uh, black issues, right? <clears throat> I try to keep the perspective of not being upset if someone disagrees with my philosophy or my strategy, right. if I feel like they have our people's best interests at hand. When it pisses me off is when I feel like people are being selfish and they don't have my people's best interest at hand. So, like, for instance, like, I, I just actually finished reading a, um, one of Elijah Muhammad's books. He actually um, gave, like, Dr. King credit while also critiquing his strategy. But understanding in there, he was calling for him to unite because, listen, his point was 
we all want what's best for our people. I can't be mad at you if you just think you we should go about it a different way. But right. and this is to Eric Reed's point, if I feel like you don't even want what's best for us, you just trying to like, you know, you trying to get Rockefeller startup money, then I have a problem with it. Now in terms of the the, the display and how it looks when we fight, that's that's also like I kind of see both sides. I get the point of some people like we got to show unity, right? But then I also get the point of like keeping that same energy. And, and if you feel like someone is is you know going against what's best for us, you got to put them out there. So I, I don't even necessarily it's, think it's that you need to show difficult. unity. You could just do that somewhere else. <laughs> no, like that, but that too. But that too. Yeah. That too. But it's also one of those things where like yo, this is the first time I see you. I'm I'm gonna say what I gotta say. Like, right. you know, because I know that some certain cultures stay on code. Like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if I'm if I'm out with you and then someone swing on you, then we got to fight. And then, like, even if I think it's your fault, I'm going to tell you once we get back home. Yo, I'm right, like, yo, right, what's wrong right. with you? Like, like I broke that boy's you know I mean? jaw, so but you was dead wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how you do it. It's like, it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what you do. But this is, this no, is just a I'm, unique situation because I, I understand, like, both sides of it. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, but the reason I'm saying this is because, especially in our community, you know, both of these dudes are respected. I, Malcolm has lost a lot of respect because of this, because of what people think. Like, like you know, I don't, I don't agree with everybody, you know, calling him a sellout and all that kind of stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Between these two mm-hmm. dudes, they were in the same group at one time. They were cool at one time. So we know that y'all got each other's numbers. So it's like, you know, why we got to be out on the field looking like we about to throw hands? We already know what you're mad about. So even if we don't have that to talk about anymore, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. call me, tell me what the problem is, why you feel this way. I, I just don't, I just didn't think it was a good look for them to to be out there putting that on display. And they're both supposed to be positive brothers in the first place. Not that positive brothers can't yeah. get upset and throw some hands, but. I don't know. I, I just didn't think it, it was a good look. And Eric Reed carried it over into the game, Jimmy. I know you didn't watch the game, but no, dude was on some crazy eyes type stuff. Like the whole game, he he almost <laughs> fought. After that, like he almost fought. Like Carson Wentz, he almost fought. Uh, who was trying to defend Carson Wentz? Um, Zach Ertz, like. And you looked at him no, like see, that's the problem. put the camera on him. Like his eyes was on some crazy eyes type stuff. I'm like, he's really angry. And I can understand being passionate for your cause and you not thinking the dude had the, you know, had your best interest in mind. But I <laughs> I don't know. Eric <laughs> Lee was drawing a little bit. Yeah, but. he definitely is drawing. I I and the funny thing is like I um, You'll catch Malcolm somewhere else though, you know. Catch him in yeah, Vegas, you got it. It's, it's how you do things. And, 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 and to your earlier point, right? So, you, you when you watch documentaries or read books, you realize that a lot of people actually did exchange hands um, during the civil rights era. It, it's funny. It's a I mentioned it before in our show that HBO documentary about Dr. King, which was excellent. But they talk about like people disagreeing and, and literally coming to blows, and, and you know, not Dr. King because he just is getting socked because he was on that nonviolent shit. So he got socked by his people, socked by everybody. <laughs> So Dr. King stayed with his chin touch. Anyway, that's another story. Up but, on him um, he, knew he, was a bitch. <laughs> he wasn't going to hit back. But, um, but I think on, that, you know, like everything else, it is like a running thing on our show. We just live in a different world where everything is captured, right? 
So everything is captured, and because everything is captured, it gives it a, and it's sort of like people haven't adjusted, and which is still weird to me, right? When you see people do something, and in your head you're like, don't they know everything's on camera in 2018? Um, right. You have to know that, unless unless you do know that, and you're using it because you want it on camera, right? Because, um, That's you know, about to say, we like, were talking, you know, it might be cool. Yeah. With that. Because every, with everything being on camera, man, everything is just elevated and everything and, and with people sharing information back and forth all day long, it's like anything that happens in life that's on camera, you get a gazillion think pieces about it and everybody gives their perspective. Um, you know, so it, it, but it works both ways because so many things are shared after a day or two outside of that fight we'll talk about later, um, stuff is out of the news cycle. So, I mean... You, you're right. You're right that you got, you could they could have handled it different, but it's just like it's, it's so many things going on there. It's so many things going on there because I think it, not that he's right. In his mind, he really believes dude is a sellout and dude like you no. know, not not saying he's right, but he really believes that. So when you find someone who you know quote unquote is a, a race trader or 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 trades on the cause, then you you gotta uh, you know <laughs> yeah, let that be known. <laughs> you gotta let that be known. So, and was just in a, uh, a haze for the rest of the game. Shout out to Eric Reed, though, man. <laughs> Kaepernick. Yo, it's funny though because I, I, I have this conversation with people all the time, right? Because people people get upset sometimes because I, I, I like I'll talk to a black conservative, right? And they be like, mm-hmm. "Why are you even talk to them or whatever?" And, and not not that I argue with them because I don't go back and forth people no more because that's just like wasted wasted space. But I like to see their perspectives because as long as I feel like you want what's best, right? I don't mind exchanging ideas or talking to you. But it's it's the moment when I feel like, "Yo, you're just all for self," which some people are. Um, and when you listen to Eric Reed's comments after the game, and even like you said, carrying it, he I didn't know he carried it on the field. Like, that's the part I didn't know. But he was talking about it days later. Like he really yeah. feels strongly yeah. about like the ball. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like we joke about it because I just find it funny to joke about the whole thing that he did. But I didn't realize, like, um, just going on Twitter, like other players, like a lot of the the vitriol that he got for the decisions he made. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> it is what it is between them dudes. That's between them dudes. Um. Amari Cooper got traded to the Cowboys, um, which was kind of weird because Amari Cooper, you know, you were off last season too. Amari Cooper is not the same dude from the last time you watched football. <laughs> you just, I know because when I heard about dude. it, I was like, Amari is nice. What are they talking about? Yeah, Everybody nah, said, Amari last year caught a real bad case of the dropsies, and, like, his fall off was fast, faster than I've ever seen. I'm a fan, so you know I was always rooting for him. Can't root for him now because he's a cowboy. But um, yeah, they got a, but they still got a first round pick from him. So you know, by all accounts, everybody's still saying that Gruden and the Raiders fleeced them. But the reason they did that is because there were other suitors out there. The Eagles were offering a second, which I still think was too high for what his Mm -hmm. reputation has become. But I guess. Hold up, Dev. Just got a just got a Woj bomb come across the wire. Um, Woj is reporting that uh, the Rockets are making a renewed bid for Jimmy Butler, and they're like close in talks to it happening. They said that their most recent offer includes four future first round draft picks. Damn. 
you know, the Rockets like, we gotta beat these dudes now. <laughs> Rockets decided <laughs> like, like man, we gonna lose in the championship, and then we just gonna be garbage for the next twenty years. But y'all, y'all gonna, yeah, you ain't gonna well, say I ain't bringing out this championship. The, Ro- the Rockets are getting real aggressive right now, though, as it went. So you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, and that comes from Woj, so you know that uh, you yeah, know it's real. And I don't, I don't know how how serious. Harden's injury is, but you know, he's having some hamstring issues again right now. Mm-hmm. They're probably getting aggressive, like just in case this either nags, lingers on, or he has to miss some time now. We got to get some mm-hmm. reinforcements in here. But I swear to you, man, after Jimmy Butler made all this stink, and I don't want this to happen, I'm not saying that because I like the, the entertainment of it myself, but I guarantee you that Jimmy Butler moves to another team, he's going to get hurt. He's going to be out for the season. Something's going on. Yo, <laughs> yo. I'm not, I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying, it's after all of this stink, I'm telling you, somebody's going to be mad as hell. And it's probably going to be the Rockets after they mortgage their whole future to try to get this one last. Yo. So, if they, so what's your thoughts, though? If they get Jimmy Butler on the Rockets as is, because they sound like they're just going to give up every pick they own for the next century. All right, so. That would make their lineup what? CP three. You put Butler at the two. Um, yeah, he can play two or three. No, so I'm Butler can't play two because Harden got to play. Two. Well, Harden's there, Harden so he's gonna have to go to the three. So Harden, which, then Butler which, at the three. Because you know what, Jimmy? They were, you know, everybody was telling them like, yeah, the Ariza loss is gonna be more than you think. So Jimmy Butler plays defense just as good as Ariza and yeah. can give yeah. you twenty points a night. So I think. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a fit. So you put Butler there. You put Butler there. Could be a play um, fit, but maybe got, not an ego fit. You still got your man in the fives. You got Melo coming out the pond. Melo just looks like a fish out of water with him. He doesn't. Not that Melo looks yeah. amazing with OKC, but um, it's just weird. Like he he doesn't play the same. Um, Melo is not gonna. Oh no. Look, he just can't. I don't think he can look amazing being the third and fourth option on any team. It's just not him. Yeah. He's not going to thrive that way. And then coming off the bench and not getting that rhythm right away, it's, it's, it's over for Melo. It's tough. Just, yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah, pretty duty. much is. Good thing he got paid. Um, yeah. That's interesting, right, because now I juxtapose that with watching the Warriors play, and I don't think it matters who they get. They can get Jimmy <laughs> Butler. They can get 51 and three quarters last night, and you know Clay can do the same thing. They can get Lavoy <laughs> Butler. They can get Jimmy Superfly Snooker. It don't matter who they get. Like, <laughs> it just yeah, don't get, matter, man. They, they can bring Mr. Butler a plate. Ain't none of that. Yeah. <laughs> a nice size plate. A nice size plate. A lot of y'all out there that have no clue what we're talking about right now, but it's a lot of y'all that do. So shout out to y'all. Yeah, um, shout out to y'all. But, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's 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 interesting, man. But I do get the whole idea. Like, listen, we may not be there, but we're we're as close as we're gonna be. So let's go for it. So I kind of appreciate that. Um, you know, we'll see though, man. I mean, if Harden is allowed to travel the way he does, damn near every play, then they they're gonna be right there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be another seven game series, maybe. Um, all right. Well, let me get this stat of the week out of the way, so we can go to phone lines, and then we can move on to some grinding some more hoops. We can get right back into this topic. Um, stat of the week is about Drew Brees again. I think last week's stat of the week was Drew Brees throwing whatever the hell he did last week. Broke records. Yo, every week he's every week he in a record book these days. <laughs> this week, he threw his 500th touchdown, which makes him 
uh, I believe, the fourth player in NFL history to throw that many touchdowns. I got it right it's here. Brett Favre, Brett Favre, it's Manning, Favre, Brady, and Breeze. And Brady. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's the fourth person all time to throw because Brady just did it the week before. Because Brady's at 504, Drew Brees is at 501. Um, so Brady and uh, Brees will probably catch Peyton Manning next season. And one of those guys will be battling it out to be number one all time. But not only did he throw his 500 touchdown a week after Brady did it, he also became the third quarterback in NFL history to beat all 32 teams in the league. Now this some people don't even qualify for this particular honor because there wasn't always 32 teams. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, a lot of new dudes, he's the third quarterback to do that. And it, the usual suspects, uh, one is Favre and one is Peyton Manning and the next is Drew Brees. The crazy part about this is, is that Tom Brady is not on the list because they spank the NFL every year. They're in the Super Bowl well, yeah, every they year. Can't, yeah, but here's the thing. He but he's he never been off of that team. I get it. I get yeah, it. he can't beat the Patriots. So it's probably the only <laughs> he'll never beat the say, Patriots. I know he um, beat everybody else. They should, yeah, um, he'll never beat the Patriots. They should do an inner squad scrimmage and let him do his thing. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's crazy, though, because I know people think I'm a far hater, um, which is probably true, because when I hear his name mentioned with those, to me, he's just not even on the level with those guys, though. Like, but I mean, that's just that's my personal thing. But I, but I'm still here for all the slander that you've ever given them. All right, but here's my question though, right? So you take those four guys who are at the top. Are you picking him over any of them? No, I'm probably not taking him over. Exactly. Um, So my point is, is, I still think doesn't get the respect that he deserves because, and and I'm even talking about for myself in this moment because when you said that, like. I might think for a minute like uh, Favre over Breeze, but never. <laughs> but, but no, I, I probably wouldn't take him over any of those guys. But I still think he's one I, of the I best gar- quarterbacks of all time. But I'm I, but I'm but here for far, far, <laughs> out of those four. Out of those four, Favre got more turnovers than all of them. Maybe not took a Peyton Manning fumble the whole damn lot, but Favre took <laughs> more picks than all of them dudes. Yeah, Favre Favre was tripping. Favre was tripping. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't like to, to add in on giving him the excuse and giving him the gunslinger moniker, but it, but it was true. Like he, he was ignorant. He thought that he could make any throw. So a lot of his picks is are like, yo, what are you doing? But because yeah, he but thinks, see, that's the thing though. Who got oh, the leash to do that? A lot of quarterbacks out. who would do that didn't get that leash, and that just bothers me. Uh, and Right. And I'll never forgive him for giving a sack record up like a coward. That was the most cowardly thing I've seen an athlete ever do. Well, a lot of people think that even though it was a sixty yard, sixty two yard touchdown, it looked just it just looked so easy and they just started talking about it. A lot of people think that the Washington professional football team gave Drew Brees that uh the record he set last week to, with the with the yardage, but it it couldn't have been because they were still trying to win the game. But the, the crazy Ooh, part about though, it was they started bringing his family down. He was like 39 yards away from it, right? And they started uh, bringing Drew Brees' family down. They started talking about it and everything. And as soon as they started talking about it, like it could happen in this drive, 
the very next play. Dude's wide open on the sideline, catches it, catches it, and just runs down the well, sideline. Let me ask you a question. And, and but again, it would never like, look I like see on Twitter. I see on Twitter them like stop the game and start drawing for Drew Brees. But you said you mentioned something. You said Brady had just do his 500th the week before, and I'm just curious to know did they make a big deal of the Patriots game? Um, I think they stopped it, but Drew Brees' game was on national TV. I think so. It might have been a okay. Bit. So that's why it was a big deal. Okay, yeah, right. yeah they were. They were super drawn. With Brady, they were just drawn. <laughs> okay. And Brady, you know how he is. He probably told him. You know, Giselle yeah, don't even understand it. what's going on. She don't need to come down here. <laughs> All she knows is receivers ain't catching the ball. And she going to try. So. All right, so that's the stat of the week. But we got Tobias waiting on the phone line. I know he got some bars, and I know he probably got a couple for somebody. <laughs> that we talked about earlier. Uh oh. But uh Tobias, what's going on? Roll damn tight. Roll damn tight. No, hey, let, let, let's save Fred some time. Well, uh, Fred is consummating his marriage right now. Um, you know. Yo. Good, good look, congratulations to Fred out there. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Purdue. Congratulations. Fred, Fred Purdue. A shout out. He he just joined that that club, you know. Tried to tell him don't do it, reconsider, but no, <laughs> Yo, first of all, Tobias, <laughs> Tobias, right? Um, I, I I know that you um you worship at the altar of Bull Connor with your old damn tie, but I think that for now on, when you call it, you should say uh roll roll, roll damn Zach roll. Levine or something, at least for a little while. Uh, hey man, all hey, Zach Levine is on a hot streak, right? He's on a hot streak. Holler at me at the All Star break. Yo, but you got to give him credit. He will. When he's sitting on the edge of the bench in his first appearance. Not that. Not that he's putting up 30, but he's being efficient. The other night he shot 11 for 15, and he's getting to the foul line like a star player is supposed to, not calling him a star. Now that's a, I ain't gonna lie, that's the, surprising me right there because uh, I like take it to the take it to the hole more. You can jump, but hey, but but here's the best news of the Bulls. Chris Dunn is out. So that means everyone's favorite dancing guy, Campaign, is a starter for four to six weeks. <laughs> and you know the funny dude, part is people dude, are like, who the hell's Campaign? Dude, I show like Campaign him dancing. Ball, oh, that's him. ball out of his mind. They're going to show they Yo, show pass, pass the ball to Zach and get out the way and let Zach do his thing, man. And dance. Um, I asked him, like, look, I'm nope. on to something. He's just going to trash him every year because they're going to play well afterwards. Campaign about hey. the ball. He about to be scary Terry. He about to get that that Terry Rozier type attention. Just like this one guy said, writes for the Bulls that I went to the desk and I had to talk about the Bulls today. Man, how am I so lucky? But uh, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> yes, I like the Dodgers. Y'all talk about baseball. The problem with analytics and sports sometimes is sometimes in that postseason you just got to roll with your best guy. Sometimes forget what the clipboard says. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to roll with your best people. And, yes, it's like your your top three hitters are left-handed. I don't care if the starter's left-handed. You put them out there, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, like they're your best guys. You hit anyway. Because he pitches against these guys during the regular season, you know what I mean? And, and you you know, these aces are coming out of here with these sub-three ERAs. But, but like Jimmy said and like you're alluding to now, we get into the playoffs and that's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to go – we got to switch them up because this guy's – like, they, they overthink things sometimes and it puts them in a bind. I agree with you, Tobias, man. Just go with your guys. Yeah, and, and I always point to Houston Rockets. 
Did the analytics say anything about missing 27 threes in a row in game seven? But mid-range can't be that bad sometimes. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tobias, and this is just playing devil's advocate. Here's the thing about analytics, right? Analytics is all about probability. Um, yeah. And the fact of the matter is you'll never get 100% right. But with the, you won't. And another thing is, from a coaching standpoint, if I use analytics and I fail, I not that it gets you off the hook because it, it still goes with you, but to say I just used the numbers in front of me and it didn't work out is different than using your gut and your gut being wrong. Because when you use your gut <laughs> and your gut is wrong, there's nobody else to blame. You can't even point to no numbers. Because then what happens is they try to hang you the other way around. You can't even get no nerds fired. You can't get no nerds fired. Yo, because they, they hang you the other way around. Well, the, well, the analytics say you should have did this, and you just went along with your gut. Why would you do that? You know, so what's the worst-case scenario? I use the numbers, and it doesn't work, or I don't use the numbers, and it doesn't work. That, that's kind of what that is. It's all about probabilities, man. It's all about probabilities. Um, at this point, analytics that, I mean, is never that, going Jimmy, anywhere. Because of the points you just made, that's why coaches are accepting of them now. You know, because you got a bunch of yeah. you know, old head, OG dudes who like, man, I know a goddamn good basketball player when I see it. The eye test, the eye test, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to go with this because they're like, okay, this is the new NBA. Plus, I do have somebody to blame if this ish don't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can get the nerd fired. But like you said, if it, if it, go, if it blows up in your face and, you know, the next head coach of that team might be some dude. Because here's the thing about analytics, here's what people have to understand. When you talk about analytics, you're talking about models. You're talking about mathematics. This has been used in sports since the beginning of time. They just use complex algorithms now as opposed to just simple ones and wrap it around the whole thing of analytics and make it seem like it's something new. But when you really, really break it down, um, the idea of punting on fourth down, right, that's, analy- that's, that's analytics. It, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, so it's always been used. It's just that now they try to, like, sometimes they, they, they take things too far, um, and there's more data available. So now with more data because available, Jimmy, because back in the day. Take, they took statistics. And I'm, I'm not even talking about, you know, point scored, those type of sports statistics. I'm talking about the actual math uh, statistics. They took statistics and made it into analytics. We just we're just doing deeper statistics. Yeah. Statistics, so, but the thing is, mathematics. Though, when, you, right when you talk about when you talk about statistics, you can you can overanalyze till the cows come home. But at the end of the day, there's certain things, which is why so many people love the PER because they think that the PER is like the perfect combination of going like you know is is it, not just a statistic, but it's something that can actually tell you something. But the thing about it is, depending upon how you set the formula up, I can tell you. Hot over a dope beat. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that's what's interesting about it. But that to me is one of the reasons why coaches do that is because there's something to fall back on, and it's one thing to make a make a mistake when you have numbers rather than just making a mistake that's all on you. Some people believe that data is better than feelings all day long. You can tell me about your feelings. I feel this. I feel that. But if you say I feel that based on this. It's a whole different thing. So it just applied to sports, right? So if someone is making a decision, say a politician or something, and they're saying, I use the data to do it, it's kind of like, it, it, you know, so it's based on something. A lot of times in life, you'll make decisions based on nothing, right? And a lot of coaches do that. You know, so that's all it is, Tobias. But analytics is here to stay, so it's like you have to figure out a way to make it work with what you're doing. Um, 
and I think the Warriors are a team that have, you know, and, and I hate using them as an example because they have three of the best players in the world on their team. Um, well, three of the best shooters. I shouldn't say three of the best players. I mean, some would argue that too, but they have the three best shooters on their team. So using them as an example is, yeah, using them as, using them as an example is terrible. But the point is, what I'm talking about with them is when you watch the way they move, even with their ownership and their general manager and everything they do, they've kind of like figured it out. They use analytics on their team, but they also use the eye test. They also have amazing athletes. They also have like the best facilities, the best trainers, the best everything. Um, and hey, before, and, and, so that, that's what makes the whole Durant thing like suck. Because if Durant doesn't come there, and they, and they probably still would have won the same championships they won, maybe, maybe not, we would be talking about them completely different. It's like they may never get their due in history because of Durant in a weird way. And that's why Durant's going to leave, I think. I think he wants his due. Yeah, because they put it all together. They literally put it all together. And you sit back and look and you say, damn, they, they really put it all together. Like, you know, um, but analytics in terms of like thinking of a team, because when you think about the Rockets, you think about they haven't found a way to mesh it very well yet. They're like 100% on analytics, or, or they're 95-5. They're 95-5. Um, and I think yeah. even the Sixers were getting there, but, like, it's just something missing. The Sixers were getting there in terms of being able to mesh the two. You have to figure out how to mesh Shooters. the two. <laughs> you know, yeah, because, because, you know what? And it's like you guys talking about, uh, what's his name? Eric Reed and uh, Michael Jenkins. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I believe that's something, something like that you could you could hash out behind closed doors, especially y'all playing the same week as that game against each other, where you can have mm-hmm. someone probably sit in the office with sit in the back room with you, and y'all can hash this stuff out. Because I just believe that one. I know we don't think this way, but look at the general public. It's like, see, this is it's like optics, in my opinion. And yeah. that Eric Reed is still on a one-year deal right now. He doesn't have a five-year contract right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know, and I just believe it's that. I just like it was a good look. But at the same time, I hate the fact when Michael Jenkins will invite a cabinet to the players thing. He ain't a player. He don't have a job. So why should he show up? He don't have a job there. <laughs> I'm not going to show up at a player thing. If I'm being blackballed out the league now, if I retired, that's different. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wish they could have Eric Reed could have handled it another way. You know, at least just talk behind closed doors. We could have somebody sitting in the room with you in case you get heated, and it never would have come out. They have Kaepernick sitting in the room with, them. then they probably roll on. Yeah, so that ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean. I am. It, 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 it's, it's so many things that that go into and go into this whole situation, and I get your point though. The optics, the optics are what they are, but sometimes, right? When you and this is the problem with moving off emotion is that mm-hmm. you ain't thinking about the optics. You're not thinking about the optics. You're upset. It's like you ever if you, if you ever get in an argument with someone and, and you just let your hands go because you're so upset. But after the fact, he's like, "Yo, why say that?" Because you moved off of emotion, right? And that's the problem with it, like. To hear him tell it, at least, after – and, again, I didn't see, like, everything, but I listened to him after the fact. And like I was telling Dev, I didn't real I, I knew people were upset at him, but I didn't know that, like – I didn't know it was that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah. know, like, it was, like, that many players and people were that upset at the ball. Like, we joked about it, but I didn't know it was that. Like, uh, I didn't, I didn't either. Team. I didn't know – 
I didn't know it was a lot of other players, man. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that. You talking mad at Malcolm or Eric Reed? Which one? Malcolm. Malcolm. No, Jenkins. Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. You, you know, can I be honest about Malcolm Jenkins? I'm not knocking mm-hmm. the guy. You, you well, let's have already two quick things. <laughs> first, first, let's just be honest about this one. First, that whole money thing going to causes white folks, white supremacists, they've been giving money to black folks forever such money. It's called HBCU because they ain't want your black butts going to their schools. So they'd rather put money up so you can shut up and go to your own school uh, or, like, donate money. Uh, but you also, know, Malcolm about, Jenkins make white folks feel comfortable. I just don't understand what y'all don't understand about that, though. Because, like, like I tried to explain before, this really wasn't the NFL's fight. The protest was just was going a- on on the NFL's lawn. So if I'm a store owner and mm-hmm. somebody's on the block protesting, I think I used this analogy before. Somebody's on the block protesting something, but it's it's not a good look in front of my business. So if I come out and I'm like, yo, what can I do to get y'all to move down the block a little bit? Like, what is wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? Especially if my store doesn't have anything to do with what you're actually protesting, but, you know, I got the best store in town. So if you do it in front of my store, you're going to get some, some attention for it. So I'm coming out as hey, the owner of the store. Like, yo, can, I, can, can y'all move this down the block? I, I'll do something hey. for y'all. Like, I'll come down there and give y'all, you know, if I just got a convenience store, I'll give y'all free waters and snacks for your whole protest if you move down the block. Like, I don't but understand. Thing, what Def, people, see, see, like, what's the problem with that? Why would I want that? I, 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 I tell you what it is, Def. A lot of black folks take that as a win because they gave them the money, not realizing that stuff. I believe what – I can't say what folks do with their money. But I believe, like, especially if you got an ear of your owner who got those right. political ties in the city and most likely the state as well, to be like, hey, can you at least get me an audience with the governor, the mayor? Let's talk about some of these things that we could do because I know you talked about this stadium. You got that here. So can we at least yeah, sit the, down and talk? The dude that all of y'all are killing has sat in front of mayors and, and governors and people like that. Like, because of this particular <clears throat> thing, everybody now want to act like Malcolm Jenkins didn't do his thing in the community until Kaepernick. Yeah, he, he might have yeah. shined off of the fact that it came into the NFL and they had a bigger audience. But I hear people talking that all the time, like when they talk about how he co-opted his movement. Like this dude wasn't out fighting for the people long before Kaepernick came down and, and took a seat. That's that's the part about yeah. the whole thing that I don't understand. And my no, whole I, thing I, yeah, is, well, here's the thing: if you're getting I, I feel like... money for these organizations from uh, from an organization that's not even culpable for the problem that you're protesting, then why is everybody so upset? How are you a sellout for that? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, but you know. But no, I, you, you're right. He he had a he had a reputation for being um, um, serving the community before all this. But I guess that's kind of their point. Now when this pops up, you want to kind of like so. And I also get your analogy of the NFL like in the store whole thing. But their thing is like he kind of removed some of their leverage because they could they but feel he, like they could have gotten know, more. Because if he chooses not to kneel, that's not that's on him. Like people no, are no, still I, kneeling. It's not like they said, "Hey, we gave Malcolm that money. You can't do that." Like, no, no. but but here's you the thing. Here's deal. the thing, though. All, all all warfare is based on deception, right? So so they feel like the NFL deceived them. First of all, it's a whole divide and conquer thing because when you think about like when they were when they were doing this, it kind of looked at like it split the pairs and it's like the two different factions. 
And in fact, yeah. they said it really did, right? So now no, the NFL has did. you. So, so it's sort of like um, it's sort of like I can be racist, but I can say I'm not racist because I have a black friend. Look what I did for my black friend, right? Mm-hmm. He's the black friend. So we can you can say whatever you want to say about our league and what we're doing, but we took care of Malcolm Jenkins. So obviously, what you're saying is not true. Right? But I don't even um, look at it. Even even me who who doesn't think that he did something you know terribly wrong, I don't look at it as them taking care of him. Just like like with the store analogy, like. I'm not giving y'all ninjas free waters and free snacks because I care about you. I'm doing that so you can get the hell out from in front of my store. It's a business move. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think I understand they that. But what I'm more. saying is, but now, now I don't even think anybody should look at it like that. And they should they even gave, try they to gave say, him, They gave him. They gave him an Andrew Wiggins. They gave him an Andrew Wiggins um, community <laughs> service package, right? Cool. <laughs> but now they're going to point to that. They're going to point to that in their argument against the other side, who's who's a little bit more radical and looking for more. They're going to point to that, and I think that's their point. Don't take it's anything cool. for your organization. Keep doing what you're doing with your organization. That's cool, but don't take anything based upon this uproar that we've caused because now they're going to use that in their debate against us. So I get And that's point. another thing. Um, like money, you know, it, it hasn't been doled out yet, but the money that they doled out was supposed to be for several programs. It wasn't supposed to be just for his organization. Everybody's trying to make this into some personal thing, like Michael Jenkins took the money and put it into his own Wells Fargo, like, just for his stuff. And that's not the truth. I mean, and And, I, and I think a, he's, he did, he's a bigger he man than me that, to sit here and take all that and not feel the need to explain yourself. But when you explain yourself to people who already got their minds made up, it's a waste of time. And I understand that I mean, that's that he possible. Feels that's it. possible. Or, or there's something there that it's we like don't know. It's, to, it's like me talking to DJ Willie G about something. Like, he don't understand what Yo, I'm about, so. But at the, at the same time, <laughs> Dev, it might be, it might be something else there that we it, it might be something else there that we don't know. For them, yeah. for them I mean, he might have put something he, in his pocket. I ain't, you know, I don't know that The cat. one thing I do know is, the one thing I do know, and I'm not saying it could be a coincidence, but, you know, a couple of weeks after he um, <laughs> cut that deal, he did open up a new store on Walnut Street around Ethan Walnut. So he did open up a new <laughs> haberdashery up there. And I mean, he that, had that money that's before. That's, that's no, a crazy. fact. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I'm just saying he opened up a new store right on Ethan Walnut. So look <laughs> into that. But 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 I, I you know going back to the optics, the optics of it, even if it's not fact, you know sometimes the optics are the facts. You know, believe nothing you see, and, and, and what they say. Half yeah. what you hear and whatever, however that saying goes. I just think that we um, use strong language against each other, man. Like, sellout is a very strong word. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is yeah. is doing stuff for the black community. Whether you like the way he separated from that particular movement or not, like, sellout is a strong word. Let's find something else. Like, you know, like damn, he 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 shed on our particular movement. Whatever. I mean, like, I, I hear you, but I, I hear you, but I, but I also, I also heard Malcolm call Martin an Uncle Tom, literally. <laughs> call him an Uncle Tom. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's, I mean, it's, 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 and that's strong. And I'm, not, and I'm, I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing Malcolm Jenkins and Eric Reed to Malcolm and Martin. But that's I'm what I'm saying. saying that that, those kind of words are strong, and we saw how Malcolm X's ideology started to change before he died, and. He felt bad about some of the stuff that he said about because you know about Martin because he was just on some you know Elijah Muhammad's word is gospel and this is what they think and this is what I think type stuff. I, but and yeah, you guys know yeah, what? Before I, mean, I go, I'll it. say this. And I'm not even talking about this situation, but look how quick 
like the black community are to call another black person a coon. Like you can walk by on the street and and chuck a deuce at Donald Trump and you're a coon. <laughs> Look at this coon. Like, Listen, man. Listen, man. Like, but I think other, I, I think but I also think, I also think I also think that <clears throat> some of us like take that stuff too 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 much too. Like we do do that, but so does everybody else. And I know that we shouldn't be concerned with everybody yeah, else. Yeah, but I don't care. But I that. think that I think I think overall we're we're just paused harder on each other at every turn, whether it's how what we call each other, but even in our response to how we call each other, right? But, but Jim, I think, I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of intelligent black people out there who are free thinkers, and this is the stuff that they come up with their own mind. But I swear to goodness that there's a a windfall of just people, just sheep that just jump on any bandwagon. Don't really understand everything, but hey, this is what they saying he did. This is what they saying it is. This is what I'm gonna call him. Like, you know, it, it, I'll, it say just, I'll say this before yeah, I run. I say this before I run. We done, like, we done co-opted, uh, about, we done co-opted uh, uh, his phone call. My bad, Tobias. Yeah, you Malcolm's over here. You Malcolm's over here. We Malcolm can still play like Josh Gordon. We Malcolm's you and just ran off with all the ratings and the listeners. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, you know what? And like y'all talk Malcolm and Martin, people don't realize Martin, uh, Dr. King's kind of line of thinking kind of changed as well, evolved Actually, over yo, time. Really they started, started to meet more into, in the middle. Like he, he started turned to turn into a gangster. I think they pass each other. Yo, I don't know. Listen, I'm a, matter of fact, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in the group chat and tag y'all too, Paul. That documentary, y'all gotta see it because. Yo, Malcolm, Malcolm was ready to pick up guns before. Like, yo, Malcolm, I mean, not Malcolm, Martin, Martin had Pat. I don't even think they were meeting in the middle. I think one boy was but going what, completely the other way. But but when you're a human being and all the stuff we talked about earlier, ain't you tired of getting socked? Like, I'm going to shoot somebody too, man. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> like, y'all going to keep putting me in jail anyway? I'm going to just go for the, for, the, for the long haul, man, because I'm tired of getting socked. You know what? And, and you know what? One thing also is that, and the thing is, is that I just believe is that uh, it's like they are just trying to divide and conquer, and I, and I think that we have to be, we we do be hard on each other, but the problem is we gotta start. It's like when a black person says something, we are less forgiving of them than we are to white people. Uh, we will hop on, and it's like we don't listen. It's like, for example, right. Black people get mad at me because I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just there for whoever said they want to help out black people. <laughs> so I don't care no, who your I'm, affiliation I'm, is. I'm, I'm a registered independent as well, right? So I, I, I totally get that. And I, I've had the arguments before. Um, I didn't even back Hillary. I had I got into several arguments about that. But but yeah. the one thing I recognize about us, which is weird because I think I don't think a lot of people recognize is, like, we're not monolithic people. So, and for some reason, we are always judged by – if one person does something, they judge all of us by that, right? So I watch, like, reality TV, and they'll judge us by the people on reality TV, but they don't judge them by Honey Boo Boo, who is worse than anybody on black reality TV. But they don't judge them by that, but they judge us by that. You know what I mean? This is what I will concede to, because we've – all three of us, we've had this this debate for, like, six months. This is what I'll concede to. I think Malcolm Jenkins, by 
you know what I'm saying, still going through with this after the other side spoke about their dissension and and was like, I'm out, I'm out of this group. I think he allowed for the for the divide and conquer. But I think that man is so far from a sellout. I think that's way out of bounds. But I will concede that he allowed for the divide and conquer. I think sellout is, is strong language, but I also don't have all the information in terms of what he did. Because for me, it's something yeah. missing there. For these guys to be that mad, he did something that we don't know about or something they tripping. Um, but well, he did but allow even, himself to be played. Even a little bit of the dissension. Like I said, I didn't see as many people as, as you did. But even the dissension that I saw, it was never to an Eric Reed level. Eric Reed, I think his his emotions are in it because he and Cap are so, mm-hmm. so close. And so strong. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's different. I don't think any of these other guys are gonna go out here and try to throw no, hands. No, all, all the other guys pretty but much. Eric Reed, his like, emotions. I disagree, I disagree with what he did. I, yeah, no, I agree completely with that. Right. But yeah. I see I other guys send out tweets and stuff like I disagree with him. I disagree with what he did. Yada yada yada. But I also one of my friends hear a lot of. Nigel brought up a point I think last week and the week before, and he said, "Listen, he said that um, all of it's trash anyway when you give to these charities." Because eighty percent of it goes to administrative fees. So if you want to help somebody, <laughs> give directly. So and that point stuck with me. Like I've been thinking about that since he said it. Like he's absolutely I money. Right. I give money to bums on the street all the time. I give money. Yeah, to young and I say this, and I got to run. I'm like, I'm not to do nothing for him. Good. I say this, and I got to run. But look, look at the Susan G. Coleman. Most of that money is going to the folks who run the thing. And I leave y'all with this. I watched that on Netflix. They were talking about the NBC had a series with the 60s, and they had Stokely yeah, Carmichael yeah, yeah, watching yeah. that's a Dr. King. And they were talking about and nonviolence. Yo, Dr. King talking about nonviolence. Stokely Carmichael was like, when y'all going to start telling white people stop being violent towards us? And that, 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 that always that was, stuck yo, with me. Yo, that was one of the illest things I ever saw because they were literally walking next to each other. Like, Bingo. Disagreeing. And, but see, that, stuck, that, that, of all, that has always stuck with me because it's kind of what I said earlier in the show is like, I find myself like not being more forgiving, but trying to be understanding as long as I feel like somebody has our best interest at heart. Once I feel like you're being selfish, and in that scene, I know exactly what you're talking about because both men respected each other, although they disagreed with methodology, but they both were like, look, we both, we both want was I think Dr. King actually said it too. Like, I don't like the way they're going about it, but he's fighting for us. So how can I be mad at him? Yeah, no doubt. Probably no they, doubt, they, don't no think, doubt. they don't think Malcolm Jenkins fighting for they think Malcolm Jenkins fighting to get a new whip. <laughs> <laughs> Which is silly. But uh it's funny as hell. All right, to, um, Tobias, man, thanks for your call, man. Tobias already bounced like y'all. Master, master got him already. <laughs> master got him already. Y'all took over my car and tell me thanks for we my definitely call. Malcolm Jenkins. We Malcolm Jenkins is called. Malcolm Hell out of All right. Let's uh Get into these grind topics real quick. We see we got some more people on the line. We're gonna get to y'all, but that you know, conversation which was not supposed to be that long. We weren't even supposed to get into the details of it. We just wanted to talk about the the optics with two brothers on the field doing that um before Sunday's game. And of course we always get into the details of things when we say we're not. But real quick, you guys can uh you know what it is. Y'all can uh, check out our website at worldroomsports.com. Um, but right now, if you want to hook, you want to hit us, you can 
do that in the, either the chat room, which is at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can give us a call and hold the line until we get to you. That number is 323-410-0012. Just press one and prompt it. But if you're already listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. Like I said, we got some on the line. We see y'all. Just hold tight. We're going to get to you in a minute. Um, yeah, there. Jimmy, tell us what's, what happened this week while you good people were on that grizzine. Yes, sir. And while you were on the grind, is brought to you by Sports the Book. It's quite simply the greatest sports book ever written. You can pick it up at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, but you got to pick it up and engage in conversation with us about that book. Do not miss the movement, but it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. Um, so in the uh, transgender section of our uh, what happened while you were on the grind, the first story is uh, – <laughs> Uh, Jello, Jello Ball, that is uh, our ball, our ball brothers. Um, update: There's a transgender um woman that uh says she has a sex tape with Jello. Um, on, so Jello. The, the only one, the only one out there who doesn't have a scandal at this point is what Mello. Well, Mello got in a rumble. I guess you can call that a little bit of a scandal, but you know, Mello oh, ain't taking care of the other one. Is, man. <laughs> that was an yeah, international I guess, I guess if you if you wanna. If you want to frame it that way, you can. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> one boy, the one boy, is not, war, one boy is not taking. One boy is not taking care of his seed. Now we got the middle son who can love the women with poles. Yes, so, <laughs> so the thing is, man, what did did you hear about this story? And uh, what's your perspective on it? Do you think it's true? Yeah, not true. I, I heard it happened. I heard he was out in Vegas for the Canelo Triple G fight, and while he was there. You know, he 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 was partying with transgender bottle host Marina Fuentes, while they said his current girlfriend Jalen Owens, who is not the chick from the show, and his ex girlfriend Izzy Morris, the one from the show, they were having an Instagram fight over dude while he was in Vegas smashing a dude. I mean, smashing a transgender. So, Jello, Damn, I mean, Jello? these have all kinds of stuff going on right now. Um. I'm I'm wondering because I've seen pictures of this Marina Fuentes person, like I don't, but you know, you never know. They just say somebody's transgender. That's because they put that information out there. But to have they gone all the way with their operations? You know what I'm saying? Because if if they haven't, like I don't see how you make this mistake unless it wasn't a mistake. So you know, I'm I'm going to give Jello the the benefit of the doubt and say you know. He maybe didn't know, but obviously this person seems to be famous because when they write uh, stories about it, they just say transgender Vegas bottle host Marina Fuentes. Like if we're in the party scene, we're supposed to know who the hell that is. So yeah, when you I don't said know. It like that, I was like, oh, she po- oh she popping like that, right? That's what I'm saying. So he maybe it was one of those things when Mello Jello was like, look, man, I don't discriminate. She identifies as a woman now, so I'm going to treat her like one. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, do you know the crazy part? I was thinking about it, and maybe it's funny because as I saw this story, I was like, I gave myself a pat on the back in terms of how I've matured over the years because I was like, y'all don't even care. If that's what he wants to do, that's his his thing. Like, you (laughs) know, you be arguing with yourself, you be patting yourself on the back. You your best friend. Yeah, definitely, yo. (laughs) Yo, I'm lit. I'm lit. I think that's all I got. Most people don't know. Yo, most people don't even understand how to uh, communicate with themselves, man. But no, nah, because I really was sitting there thinking about, like, yo, I really don't I do. care no more. Like, if, if that's baby. what you want to, 
Yo, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, man. Shopping Mr. C, man. Like, listen, man, that's your thing. That's your thing, man. You know, everybody got their thing, man. Just be just be good to people. Just treat people right, Jello. That's what you want to do. I mean, go ahead and do that, man. But just be good to people in the world, man. Anyway, um, communicate with myself. Next story. Pulling motion. Yes. <laughs> Yo, word. <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. No comment. Next, next. Like your man on the line. He's probably doing that right now as he waits to get on the line. Yo, next, the next story in the transgender section of whatever while you order. <laughs> Boy said he wanted to share tender moments with himself. Listen, um, this is a anime story. Um, and um, shout out to uh, Sid from Outsports.com. I remember he came on one time with us to talk about a transgender MMA fighter, and this you know the that, that conversation kind of got heated. Yeah, yeah. This, this is um, actually well, the same person, Fallen Fox. But and this story is yeah, old. So, it just came back up this week because of the conversation. Yeah, um, transgender MMA fighter broke the skull of her female opponent. Like broke the skull. This is where like, listen. This is this is an inter- Like I don't want to call it interesting. It's like you can't have it. Like you just can't have right. it. Like I don't know what the answer is. Um, let me I let me frame what it the first, Jim. Let me frame it for the audience first, because this fight that that she's referring to actually happened in 2014. Um, The argument was being had, which is it's being had in society every day. So when I say that, I don't mean like a private argument between people. The argument that we have in a society right now is have we become too um, politically correct? Are we becoming too careful so we don't offend groups and, and people like that? So during one of these debates, this is when the woman Tamika Brents told her story of when she fought Fallon Fox, who who you know was born a man, became a woman, and got into the MMA field. Now it was a lot of controversy over this, and I think it still should be because whether or not you want to throw it in women's face, because I've seen people do this, Jim, throw it in women's face. But y'all said. Everything's equal. Y'all said y'all can do everything a man can do, but we know that's not fair because physically, you know, on o- overall, men and women are built differently. So let me read you the quote of, of what she said she went through in 2014 when she fought against Fallon Fox. She said, I fought a lot of women. And I've never felt the strength that I felt in a fight as I did that night. I can't answer whether it's because she was born a man or not because I'm not a doctor. I can only say I've never felt so overpowered ever in my life, and I am an abnormally strong female in my own right. I still disagree with Fox fighting. Any other job or career, I say I have a, I, I say have a go at it. But when it comes to a combat sport, I think it just isn't fair. That's what Tamika Brent said, and I think I, I, I think I agree with her wholeheartedly. And I know a lot of people will be upset about that. That's what this conversation is about. Like we're we mm-hmm. tiptoe around things and we say things that we probably don't mean just to keep everybody happy. You know what I'm saying? We have yeah. friends in this community. Timmy just said it. Like we, Sid, Sid uh, from Outsports has been on our show plenty of times. We've been on his show. You know, we've been at sports conferences together. But Sid know that we keep it just as real as he does because we've had some heated arguments in a bar <laughs> about you know. Things such as the the LBGTQ community versus the civil rights movement, because you know there's a lot of people out there who try to equate the two. 
So we definitely had it out with him one night about that at a sports conference. But I but I agree with Tamika Brents, man. It's just different. The makeup is different. But at the same time, you know, she said this after the fight. What the hell did you take the fight for? <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't like, think you ain't think this you ideology mean, before the fight? Like probably, or, or probably was he not one of those people thinking listen, we can man, do anything a man listen, can do? Man. And then he showed you the, what it was. The prophet the prophet Malik Abdulaziz said everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. And you probably thought that, you know, this is something I could do. And you got hit with that power and was like, what did I get myself into? What's, right. what's going on here? You know what I'm right. saying? So, I mean, this is this is an interesting debate because, so, I mean, you don't it, want people getting hurt. Like, you don't want any unfair advantage. I mean, you start to, you start to try to, like, juxtapose this to other sports with, you know, um, men, like, going into the WNBA or, or right. any other sport, any other sport. Like, I mean, when they found out Gerona man was a dude, they was all mad. So, we can't be yo, doing this. Like, <laughs> like, if, like if Chris Bosh went... No, man. Yo! Uh, but, um, listen. The the argument, the overall argument that we just spoke about, though. Like, I think it could be had without the super tiptoeing. Because the thing is, we just all have to be respectful of, the, of each other. But we still should be able to speak our minds... And just do it in a respectful manner. Like if I'm having an argument with somebody from the LBGT community, you know, I can't be in the in the argument calling people the F word. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think an F word should be in the sport that I'm playing. You know, you, there's a way that you can get your point across and be respectful at the same time. But I think people, you know, they worry about you know, what other people think too much and they tiptoe around things that they really would like to get off their chest and they don't. So it's, it's weird though because we live in we we live in a world where we're so quick to want to cancel somebody, right? And it's funny because I was, I was telling my wife about this earlier. Like I watched the whole um, Khalif Browder documentary, right? Man, and you made me watch that, man. Bo- yo, before, did I, before, before, yo, 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 no, no, yo. But before watching that documentary, right, I had heard the story, right, this small piece of the story. But I had like my mind made up about him, about the situation. I was about to say, and then when no I and then when I watched the documentary, until you watch it. <laughs> then when I watched the documentary and I get the context, I get the perspectives. My whole mind shifted about how I felt about him and how I felt about that situation. Like it was eye opening. But with that, let with with that like made me um you know going back to having a conversation with myself. Like I was sitting there thinking about the fact that. Yo, context and perspective are so important, and a lot of times mm. we don't get that because we want to react to everything so fast in this day and age. I mean, they tried to cancel my man Brother Nature last week from a tweet that he sent out when he was 12. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, this dude feeds animals and runs a nonprofit organization. Like, he literally, like, serves, his, serves the people. But a tweet – so my point in saying that is – Haters, man. Um, as, soon as, he, as soon as he showed up in that Malcolm Mobile, people weren't banging with him. No yeah, more. yeah. <laughs> but my point in bringing all this up is how I'm, tying, how I'm tying this together is, like, when you talk about um, having the conversation and not being afraid to say something, a lot of times we want to – as soon as you say something someone disagrees with is, oh, he's homophobic or he's racist or he's that now. People say – well, Jimmy, you would do the same thing if a white person, like, people always try to hit me with that, right? But at the same time, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't, um, yeah. 
Because I, yeah, first of all, next I thing you know, you done lost your job thing. because you tried to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't for one, and also like I, I'm at the point in my life where I don't even care how they feel, right? So, but I do want to hear it because I like to be challenged because I like I like for so you know one, one of my thrills in life is for someone to change my mind about something. Right. That's what life's about. Life's about growing and getting new information and, and, and opening up your mind, right? So, th- having these conversations is too difficult now. Like it's really too difficult. You got you know cats where you will lose your job just be like, I don't like that Fallon Fox. Next thing you know, you don't have no gig. Like, huh? <laughs> this is the world we live yeah. in. It's crazy. I mean, it's and plus, you know, you got all the all the cameramen and the the, the filmographers out there that who now they just want to get you on video doing something crazy so they can give you the next moniker and have a viral video. You know what I'm saying? If I go outside right mm-hmm. now and have an argument with, you know, one of my white neighbors in the driveway, and, you know, this boy going to be driveway Danny, and it's going to go viral, <laughs> and he's going to lose mm-hmm. his job. Over, it's, it's crazy. Everybody's getting canned. You can't say what you mean. I mean, some people are off the hook and doing the wrong thing. But in some some of those yeah. instances, it's not always worth what happens afterwards to that person. All right, we took we took this one too far. But um. Yeah, yeah. But uh. Yeah, man. So that's that's just that section of our you know our grind topic. You know, let's 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 talk about another grind topic. Uh, you know, let's talk about um. More, more more debauchery. Let's talk about Chad Kelly being arrested for criminal trespassing and released by the Broncos, the quarterback Chad Kelly. Let's talk with your man Chad Kelly, Kelly yo. Jack Kelly was arrested early Tuesday morning. First of all, really? Like, who partying on, like, a Monday night, Tuesday morning? He was yeah, that was arrested stuck up Tuesday to me too. What's wrong with this on criminal trespassing charges because he entered a Colorado family's home at around 1 a.m. They said he entered the home uninvited and sat on a couch near the front door next to the woman <laughs> who lived there and her young child. I think she might have been nursing a child or something. He just walks in there. First of all, what are they doing up at 1 o'clock? But he walks into that, maybe because they do have a new child. He always the hell up at 1 o'clock. He walks in there, sits next to her on the couch and just, just chills. And they said he was talking like he was like mumbling some stuff, some incoherent type stuff. The man of the house came down and tried to hit, you know, he hit him, tried to beat him out of the house with a vacuum tube. I'm like, first of all, he should be ashamed of himself. That's the best thing you're going to protect. Like, I'd rather you just punch the dude or slap the dude than hit him with a vacuum tube. Like, I'm pretty sure a vacuum tube doesn't hurt. Um, so, yeah, the, later the police found him sitting in an SUV near, somewhere nearby this house, um, just chilling. And he was charged with first-degree criminal trespassing. Um, I just found out some new information on the story because all I knew was that, and then subsequently John Elway said, "Nah, he's not worth it," <laughs> and they and they, you know, cut ties with him. I found out that earlier that night he attended an annual cowboy theme party hosted by Von Miller. Um, we'll talk about that another time. But um, <laughs> but they said while at the party, he reportedly got into an altercation with another guest. And then later, he got into an altercation with the security hired for the event. And then, I guess, when he left there, it just all went awry. He just went to a random house and sat on the couch. Um, this sounds drug-related to me. I don't, want to, I don't like to speculate, but I'm going to speculate. Chad Kelly is on something. Um, and whatever that something is, it got the best of him that particular evening. 
Because he just sounds crazy. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's all I got on Chad Kelly. I mean, this is that EMCC. Shout out to Coach Buddy at EMCC. I mean, Chad Kelly was a problem then. Looks to continue to be a problem now. Crazy part yeah, about man. it. He's a talented dude, man. But that's why he was a seventh Crazy. round pick in the first place because off the field stuff. Nice. Yo, man, what's wrong with this ball, man? Like, the first thing I said, same thing you said, Tuesday. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <Go> today, <laughs> like, man. getting in trouble on a Tuesday. It's <laughs> going up on a Tuesday. Yo, um, <laughs> listen, man, this story right here I found interesting because of not only the story, um, but also the reaction to some people, which was about uh, Darius Bagley. Shot the Clutch Sports, hashtag Clutch Sports Gang. Um, who's going to skip college and intern for New Balance and like, get a cool M for it for three months well, at least of that's work. that's what they call um, it, an internship. Yeah, this boy internship. Deal. Like what talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 know, I, used to give, I used to give young ladies internship. Emma. Anyway, um, <laughs> you paying a million dollars. No, not at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? Chicken cheesesteak, that's pretty much it. Anyway, um, but Darius <laughs> Bagley is uh, skipping Half. college and interning <laughs> interning in New Balance. First of all, shout out to New Balance for trying to get back into the uh, the sneaker game um, in the NBA, which is crazy because you got Puma trying to get back in. New ba- People don't recognize New Balance. was uh, Last New Balance sneaker I remember was the James Worthy's. James Worthy did wow. have New Balance. Wow. Yeah, he, was, uh, he was like the face of New Balance basketball, and I don't remember nobody having a deal with him since. But, um, so they're trying to get back into the sneaker game, um, which is cool. I'm actually, athletes. I'm actually ecstatic about that, Jim, because you know I, you know, had them. Uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the the, the foot condition that I had. The, the plantar right? fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah. So remember the the podiatrist that we used to have on the show. Um, yeah. She told me on the show, you know, I need to wear shoes like Asics, New Balance, stuff like that. So I wanted to try to get back into hooping, and I'm sitting here online scouring, like, yo, they sell any high-top Asics? Like, they got any Asics ball shoes, and I can't find any. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that New Balance is jumping back in the game, hopefully their basketball shoes are just as, um, you know, medically Listen, correct as their regular shoes. Listen, I'm man. Basley, I'm my a, favorite I'm player. Give me some I mentioned Air before in the show. I mentioned before in the show that I'm like a Nike shareholder, but I rock New Balance because New Balance, yo, they, from outside of the athletics, because they really haven't been in the, the basketball game, but their sneakers are the most comfortable sneakers. Like, I feel like I'll step in the clouds when I wear New Balance sometimes. Like, <laughs> they just got the, they got the comfort game on lock. Like, shout to uh, Nike and, and Reebok and Adidas, but, yo, from a comfort standpoint, y'all ain't banging with a, a New Balance, dog. But back to the story, what I found interesting is about it is because it's like well, college basketball, they're going to they're gonna ride this wave until it's, like, completely gone. Because it seems like people are turning, like, the corner on recognizing that it's a, um, it's a conspiracy and, and they're stealing money. Because when you talk about the NBA, what they want to do with the developmental league, or excuse me, the, uh, the G League. Um, the developmental league. All this came from VAR has, VAR has shown us the way, man. Uncle, Uncle VAR showed us the way. Now, the G League is making the move they're making. You have this. You have guys playing over, you know, um, Brandon Jennings already went overseas. But now this is a whole new option. Cats going to start having, like, internships at Nike and Reebok and Puma. And mm-hmm. it's going to go beyond basketball. Like, it's going to go, like, I got an internship at Prada for three months. 
Like, you know, like, it's going to be crazy. Like, There's so, a bunch of yays out there trying to get into the game. Yo, and shout out to Rich Paul, who uh, who runs Clutch Sports. He's one of LeBron's partners, man. Name because, Ralph, again, um, <laughs> we got to give them credit for, like, everything that they're trying to do. Like, um, and it's funny because um, – I was asking my wife, I was like, well, I wonder why more cats haven't followed the LeBron, Le, LeBron blueprint in terms of, like, putting your homies on. And she was like, no. and she made a good point to me, which was like, um, well, you got to have friends that are willing to do it, for one, and you got to have the right friends. Like, some of these cats may not right. have the right friends. Like, he right. happened to have right. the right friends that, you know, they had that plan and stuck to it. But, um, and also, um, I want to get your perspective on, like, with, with, with Jim Beheim said. Cause he had some uh, not too kind words oh. to say. He a little, little, well, little stuff. No, he was yeah. He he just threw jab. I mean, Jim Beheim. I mean, you you have to understand why he's upset because the guy was assigned to Syracuse, so he he's backed out. Um, but you know he he did he threw a little sub like uh, acting like he was asking a question. Like, um, you know, good luck to Baisley. Um, LeBron just did what's best for his client. He is LeBron's client, right? So, you know, he definitely I guess, it's not, threw I guess that's not really a sub. That's not really right, a right. sub. True, that's a, true. Uh, it's not really a sub. Yeah. He, he was direct with it. Um, so, like I said, you can understand he why he's mad. What, it sounded to me like he said, don't one of you guys got sickle cell or something? That's that's kind of what that was. That was the, uh, <laughs> the, that was the NBA. Of that. Yo, he said F Clutch Sports as a management company, a record label, and a crew. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron and his yeah, posse. So, so he mad, yeah. but you know he has he has a reason to be mad. But you know, there's nothing he's gonna do. Nothing he's gonna get done by throwing shots at at LeBron because you know this is another round right, that LeBron won. Now is this though? Does this start something? Does this start a new trend? Like does does this become something, or is is this an isolated incident? <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's gonna be somewhere in the middle because I don't think everybody's gonna be able to do this. Like. How many internships is Nike and New Balance and all of these companies going to have? Everybody's going to start trying to do that. And, because, and you know, it was perfect damn well, they're not going to have dude up in the office doing nothing. But if I'm him, or at least if I'm his parents, I'm going to make sure that they are, though. Like, teach him well, how yeah, to be an executive. You know what I'm saying? But they said he's going to be working out because, you know, he, he's not going to have anywhere to work out and play ball. So he got, you know, for the next six months or so, he got to look for pickup games. I'm pretty sure LeBron and them will have the trainers yeah, for him. He, he's going to be taken care of. Because here's the thing, Paul, I, don't know, like, uh, I don't know if you uh, saw, uh, here you go with the Bayhams. Yeah, this, yo, this but uh, I don't know if you <laughs> saw Rich Paul's interview on uh, Get Up, but he kind of broke the whole thing down. And he kind of made the point, too, that it's a, it's a timing thing, too, with him hearing that New Balance wanted to get back into the game. All right, well, how about this? Right. And they're willing, right, they're right, willing right. to do that because they're trying you know, to do that. They're taking a gamble. Time. Yeah, exactly. they're going. They're taking a gamble, but it also makes him look like an out of the box thinker as an agent, which will do nothing but help Clutch continue to grow. Like their roster yeah. is crazy. Like you oh, know, yeah, yeah. all the young, yeah, like, most of the best young players are on their roster. Yeah, yeah so, because you know what? Yeah, that's, I think he. I think Clutch would be, would grow either way, just because of the LeBron backing. But with the plus, mm-hmm. by all accounts, Rich Paul is a very good agent so far. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that that's only going to add to it. Like you might come here because you might be starstruck, but once you get here, you're going to realize like, yo, this dude really knows what he's doing. 
and he's really I, I love key, uh, and you know and um shout to our brother Hank who made the point about like watching these dudes make moves is kind of inspiring. It is dope though because I see like yeah, Rock yeah. Nation sign up a bunch of cats too. So at some point like the whole NBA gonna be Rock Nation and Clutch. Um, <clears throat> no doubt. And then and then, and then the scandal be... going then they gonna scandal going come out of nowhere. Wow. <clears throat> but uh <laughs> <laughs> me too in all their offices. But I'm not. It, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a nice. Me too. What? It's a move. It's a it's a nice move. And even Chris, Rich, I keep calling him Chris Paul. Rich Paul, he even said like he's not necessarily trying to start a trend. He's like because he wouldn't just tell every player. He wouldn't recommend that they not go to college. He's like you know he doesn't have anything against that path. He's just trying to steer people to what's the best path path for them. And he felt in this kid's particular situation. This was the best for him. The next kid, it might be something else. So he's going to steer him to what's the best for him. So he claims, at least, he's not necessarily trying to start a trend or anything like that, but he is providing new options. And he thinks this option, yeah. you know, kind of arose from the fact that the system is broken. It's a broken system. So yeah. it allowed yep. for this yep. to happen. So. Now I want to see. I want to see what other kind of what other kind of out the box thinking they got. Like, what are they going to do next? They're going to like just have like they're going to create the pickup league where you get like the best and all the McDonald's uh-huh. players playing a pickup league against <laughs> each other until that one year passes. Uh huh. Like crazy, pretty, man. Pretty, so, much, pretty much like VAR league. They just play on different teams every day. I got winners. <laughs> Checks going clear though. Checks going clear. Like, Yo, anyway, I know. Um, Checks going clear, and you're going to be on national TV talking about I got I got next. I watch Rough House. <laughs> Let's yo, make a Rough House league. Yo, I definitely would. I definitely yo, would. Like basketball is, uh, translates to the TV very well. Anyway, man, that's interesting, man. But those are the stories that happened this past week while all you guys were on the grind. Um. We definitely got to give some birthday shout-outs before we move forward. Um, yeah, I'm talk about this thing shout- of ours. Quick birthday shout-outs. A birthday shout-out to brought to you by your creator. Um, shout-out to J.A. Adande, um, who turns 48 years old. I think J.A. Is, is based out in L.A., if I'm not mistaken. Um, great journalist. Uh, Pat Swilling turns 54. You remember back when we were in like middle school, we used to collect football cards and that's when the New Orleans Saints had this crazy yeah. linebacking core. Linebacking was one of the dudes on that linebacking core. So shout out to Pat Swilling who turned 54 years old. That that shows you how young you are when you're playing these sports though because I damn sure could swear that we were in middle school when he was you know, balling at Lisa Young yeah. in his prime, and he's only 54 years old in comparison Damn. to what we are. I ain't telling them about what we are, but it's like we right there, and you already in the league, young man's game. Um, Mike Ruzioni, one of the people from the Miracle on Ice, one of the uh, players on the U.S. team that uh, beat the Russians. Another story that's framed crazily when you don't have the context because they made a whole movie about this. And for the people who didn't know before they actually watched the movie, they pulled this great upset against the Russians, but that wasn't even the championship game. They still had to go out and win the next night. And if they don't do that, then none of this means anything. So it's one of those type of things. Um, 
Same thing, Jimmy, once I saw the 30 for 30 on the uh, the high school team from Dallas, and I realized mm-hmm. how they Hollywooded up one of my favorite football movies, Friday Night Lights. Like, I, I, I believe, I don't think that was the championship game either. But, of course, in the movie, they had to climax it with that being the championship game. And, you know, they come in like a yard short of, of winning the game, which was probably another lie. But um, <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Micah Ruzioni. Dave Cowens, NBA fame, turned 70. Uh, Dan Issel, another former NBA player and coach, turned 70. Bobby Knight, <laughs> crazy Coach Knight, turns 78 years old. I wonder if he still got the same temper at 78. Cause somebody lay his ass out, man. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, and and we're gonna give a rest in peace shout out to Jet Kent Cook, or do we? Um, former owner of the Washington <laughs> Professional <laughs> Football Team. He was born uh, October 25th, 1912, and he passed on April 6th. 1997. So we like to give a war room salute to all of these folks on their birthdays. Salute. My birthday. Yay. All right, real quick. I can check out our website, warroomsports.com. If you want to call in, we got some people on the line, so we're about to get to them now to speak with us about any of today's topics, mainly NBA, because that's what we're about to rap about. But I know people have been holding, so I know they're going to want to mention something else. Give them down to Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1, and we'll see that. We'll uh, to get to you so you can hop Yeah. Yes, sir. It's definitely time to talk about this thing of ours, La Costa Nostra, in my, uh, in my Wu-Tang voice. Um, but NBA Rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Do you and your business need a custom website? Here's what you got to do. Hit up Digital Extreme Technologies at digitalextremetech.com or give them a call at 267-205-4203. Tell them more of a report center to get you the hookup. But it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about this thing of ours, and that is the National Basketball Association. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basketball put my favorite song. I love the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> Yo, we gotta we gotta start our basketball talk with the story that has pretty much dominated the headlines the last week. Like I told you several times, I cannot wait for the thirty for thirty on this. This is literally a thirty second altercation that has a gazillion think pieces, round table discussions. Um, seven books written about it already. Stuff going on on the sides and the stands, family implications. Yo, this 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 is like an amazing thing. It shows you how like um people are literally making history, and I can't wait to see like ten years from now when they start to pontificate about it and add like so much salt to it that probably didn't happen. <laughs> um, but we're talking about the Lakers Rockets brawl that happened last week, in which uh, Olive Oil, as we call him in the group chat. Um, and that's Brandon Ingram, um, you know, started it by pushing one James Harden. And then uh, you had your man Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo uh, get into it when Rajon Rondo, I would say allegedly, but uh, I think we've seen the slow down footage kind of spit on him. Now, we did, whether he did it on purpose or was getting his mouthpiece out or who knows, or was it a second shooter in the grassy knoll? We don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a second spitter. At the same time, uh, they exchange uh, hands. 
hands hands was exchanged, and um, you know, uh, suspensions can't happen after the fact. Rather short suspensions and brawls in the stands. Like, right. oh, I want to get your perspective on this whole thing overall. Like, what did you think about this like quick twenty thirty second thing becoming what it became? Well, I, the you know when it first started, like first I'm like, why is olive oil so mad? You know, like I don't I don't understand. I mean, but it is an NBA contest, so we have no idea, you know, what kind of verbal jabbing and maybe physical, you know, stuff going on throughout the game up to that point. But it, the foul that he got called for, it seemed so, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the foul was called. He was chilling at the at the basket stand, and, and you thought that was it. And then when James Harden crossed him and tried to get the call to be an and one, he seemed to just lose his stuff, shoved him. <laughs> when the ref came over to give him a technical, he jumps up in the ref's face. So this dude is angry with everybody. Born ready, get mm-hmm. him out of there. And then when the other thing starts, like he comes flying in with a, you know, with, I mean, considering he's 6'9", 86 pounds, it probably didn't hurt anybody. But, he, you know, he comes in with a flying punch. And then, you know, rewinding just a little bit before that second part even started, I had given Rondo the benefit of the doubt at first. Because you know how I always think, you know, I've always thought that Chris Paul, he he's a little bit of a tough guy. You know, when you're a, a point guard, especially an all-star, all-world point guard, you can kind of do and talk to people however you like. You can do whatever you want because you always have bigs that got your back. You know what I'm saying? So you're never really going to have to get into mm-hmm. them. All you got to do is play tough. Kind of reminded me of Isaiah Thomas, even though, you know, Zeke took it a little farther than Chris. Zeke will punch you in your mouth. Um, so, so it kind of reminded me of that type of situation. So I've always thought he was a, a fake tough guy. I thought that he was pulling the spit card because, first of all, it wasn't a white player. Because if it was a white player, he could have just pulled the, the, the N-word card, you know, like mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> so I'm thinking he's like, oh, he's he talking about he spit on me. I'm like, yo, Chris is lying. And then the, the, the magic of the Internet, the people went to work. And got us a million different angles, a million different zooms to see that this man really did spit in his face. And that's a deal breaker right there because Chris Paul, you know, now that we know that he really did get spit on, like we saw his reaction, he proved everything that I've ever said about him, though. The fake tough guy stuff because Mm -hmm. I think getting spit, you know, getting your face spit in especially might be the worst thing that somebody can do to you. Minus killing you, you know what I mean. Like I'd rather yeah. you punch me in my face, open hand slap me to embarrass me, than than spit yeah. on me because that's just a trifling, yeah. disrespectful way to to go about something. So he gets spat on, and you know he just puts his hand on the dude's head, like you know doing no stuff like that. Dude, seriously, if you spit in my <laughs> you face, I'm going to try to end you, you said, on national television. That. Right, I'm, I'm going to try to end you on national television. Like, I'm going to be, we might have a, a Sprewell, um, Carlissimo situation on midcourt. Y'all got to pry my hands from around this dude's neck. Um, what was shocking to me, and I don't know whether, like, because I know he's like the, the players' union rep guy or whatever. Like, does he have that much, does he have that much discipline or he, is he a punk? Because 
to me, the natural reaction is not even to think, it's to automatically swing. Like, if somebody spits on you, you got to like, knock Washington their jaw. <laughs> yeah, you got to automatically, yo, and you got to catch him, like, you just got to knock him out, like. You gotta let your hands go. <laughs> so to me, it was like you know, we, and we and you might have to have him, him, You might have to keep punching him when yeah. he already sleep. You you <laughs> might have to like like you you're supposed to earn a 25 game suspension based upon that. Like and that's what shocked me. That wasn't your natural. How you going like somebody spinning? You can say, why did you do that and point in their face? Like, <laughs> the funny thing all. is, people who's never been in fights before. I listen to you know shows, podcasts. Uh, satellite radio shows, just watching things all week. And you can tell the people who've never been in a fight before. Um, mm-hmm. One host kept saying, well, Chris Paul should have gotten more because he was standing there trying to gouge his eyes out. I'm like, man, he's not trying to gouge his eyes out. Like, he basically no. just trying to point at his head and sun him. Like, he's not trying to gouge his eyes. And he went on the whole show, kept saying, well, he tried to gouge his eyes out. I'm like, oh, my God. Yo, yo, shot the tough juice, Paul, <laughs> aka Karan Butler, who said that um, Brandon Ingram did a great job. <laughs> to me, yeah. that was the most hilarious thing. He did a great job. I'm like, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So now, you know, like you said, the suspensions did come down. Chris Paul got two games. Rondo got uh, three games, right? And and Brandon Ingram, yeah, got, Ingram four. got four. I think the NBA has gotten way soft. It might have something to do with the fact that Kiki Vandeweghe is the guy handing out punishment now. Kiki Vandeweghe used to get in the rumble like every six games. Um, yeah. It, so it might have something to do with that. But, like, I was thinking something more. Like, I think Chris Paul was fair. You know what I'm saying? You know, because he's a punk and he didn't react the way that he should have reacted to get 25 games, I think two is cool for him because, you know, the NBA, they're going to get you just for swinging punches. Um, he was in a situation where he had to swing, but, you know, in the NBA, that doesn't mean nothing. But I would agree with him getting the least of the punishment, you know, getting the two games um, for, for engaging in the brawl. Uh, Rondo, I think he should have been somewhere up around uh, at least six to eight. You spit in the man's face. You know what I'm saying? Even, maybe more than that just because it's being trifling, but my emotions are in that part. So, so, so six to eight, I'll say, emotionless. Brandon Ingram, because he started the whole thing and then escalated it a second time, I think he should have been done for like 10 games. <laughs> Yo, you know it's so, a, a light suspension when they add Ingram, and he was like, oh, that's cool. I thought I was going to get more. Yo, yeah, he, 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 he thought he was going to get more. Exactly. Like Mello and them, you know, they punch Mello punched the dude and then backpedaled and got like twenty games. Like how many games did Mello get when he stole uh, Marty Cow? Like yo, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I thought the I thought the league went a little easy on these dudes. Um could have a lot to do with the fact that two of these guys plays on the, the team with LeBron James. Um he's your he's the face of the league. Your guy out in LA just happened on the on the his home debut on national TV, but with LeBron being on and I, this is a conspiracy theory I heard, but it it kind of makes sense. It it makes sense to me because if I were the commissioner, I probably would agree and do the same thing. 
we all know, and it might sound cliche, but certain franchises, certain historical franchises, especially the Los Angeles Lakers, like the, NF, the, the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. LeBron James, yeah. the greatest player in the game, joins the Lakers, and from the outlook of things, it seems a lot of people already think it might be a hard task for them to make it to the playoffs. Having a bunch of dudes suspended for a bunch of games because the NBA is being emotional like they usually do is not good for business right now because you cannot have an NBA playoffs with LeBron, you know, may not be in his prime, but, the, you know, his prime, he doesn't have to be in his prime to be the best player in the league. But LeBron's still playing like this. You cannot have an NBA playoffs without LeBron in it. I mean, it was yeah. his, his, his choice to go over there, but I'm pretty sure they like the fact, they love the fact that he's in L.A. and you can get – your 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 league's marquee franchise back on the right track. So you can't have dudes suspended for like twenty games and have LeBron there struggling by himself. Or or maybe Kiki is letting putting the word out there is lit. Let's let's exchange hands too and get these ratings up. <laughs> or that. Or that. But, um Yeah, but you, you, you just can't you, you can't have that. Because it's not like, you know, K C P and 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 somebody else off the bench or something was rumbling. You know, this is you know a team that a lot of people don't believe in too much, and they're struggling a little bit already. But you can't take Rondo and you know Brandon Ingram, who might have been the teams who are supposed to be the team's best player at least before LeBron even got there. You can't take those dudes out of the mix for too long. So if that's a you know if that if that if there's any truth to that, I understand. Let me ask you this question because this is this is something that I don't think a lot of people were even like um, bringing up because it was so much about who was wrong and who won the fight. But I noticed the first game um, <clears throat> watching them play that like it seemed to be a bit much for him overall because it was LeBron's debut as a Laker, um, and when they played Portland, it was like almost a playoff atmosphere. And even that game had a playoff atmosphere. Do you think that the players, like, um, this is, like, a bit much for them? No, I mean, it is. And especially when when young players, when LeBron comes to play with young players, you're always going to have that shell shock, at least for the first part of the season while you're trying to get that chemistry because they're not used to every game. Even though they play for the Lakers, the Lakers, you know, the aura around the Lakers hasn't, haven't, been what it's supposed to be for years now when LeBron comes even when he hasn't won the championship it's like he's the defending champ because because he's LeBron every team is going to give you their best shot especially now that he's coming west like they the west the, the teams in the west are basically on a mission to say you ain't coming over here with all that like you can kill them uh you can kiss them finals appearances goodbye so He's getting their best shot every night, and in turn, these young guys who aren't used to, you know, shoot, a lot of dudes probably took it easy on them last season. Like, they're getting people's best shots. So they're not ready for that kind of pressure yet. But, you know, a season can do a lot for people. But, yeah, that's a good point yeah. that, you, that you made. And shout-out to Skyview in the chat room. He said, Rajon went Roots episode, episode five on him. <laughs> Yo. You know, <laughs> you know Ron, Rondo. Yo. Shout out uh, to Neil up in the chat room. She says she just downloaded 
smart people only read the sports. That's because you're a smart Camille. person. Camille. Shout out for that. God bless you, Camille. <laughs> you're the best for that. Yeah, I hope you enjoy right. it. Let me know. You can, you can tell me if you hate it, too. That's cool. Um, but yo, um, <laughs> We'll just block you from the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all love, though. Listen, I appreciate everybody that, you know, shares intimate time with my, my body of work. Um, but anyway, listen, though, um, speaking oh, of, body. like, how the league is run now, I mean, if she want to, you know, at JW the Blue. No, no, no. Anyway, listen, um, David Stern, right? Who was the who was the former NBA commissioner back in the news? Shout out to Adam Silver. Um, well, wait, hold on, hold on, like hold on, Jim. Let's go to the phone uh, line real quick before we do that because uh, we got okay. Nige on the line just in case he wanted to say anything about what we just moved off of real quick. Uh, Nige, what's going on? Nige, <laughs> what up, y'all? What up? Uh, I gave y'all that warning about uh, Cam Voorhees, man. I told you you can't kill him. He keeps coming, man. Your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It ain't gonna be pretty, but he just keep coming. That's all I'm saying. It's a bad week for uh, Philly pause, sports. Pause man. on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a bad week yeah, for man. Philly sports. For sure, for sure. But but we the Lakers thing or, or the suspensions, I, I got a different idea about that. About why you know they were so light. I think now uh, sports teams or sports league can kind of more target their fan base and realize mm-hmm. who their fan base actually is. So mm-hmm. the 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 MAGA crowd within NBA circles is kind of now a little more filtered so they know how much how many of those people are there are so they don't have to overreact like malice at the palace and stuff like that because they realize the majority you. of their fan base is actually entertained by fights or don't care much and mm-hmm. don't yeah. see it as the end of the world that some people got in a fight. So I think now it's just like we know our fan base. They're not tripping over this. Okay, a couple games, let's move on. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I never I never thought about that, but you are right, though. But, I guess the Malice's Palace, like, they were exchanging blows with the fans, so that's like, <laughs> I always put that, like, off to, I always put that, like, off to the side when I'm thinking about this. Yeah. You know, they were actually, you're, you're fighting your fans. No. Like, but, but, you, no, but you are right, though. Like, you beat can't, up the crowd, man. <laughs> like, you well, can't. Right, but, but think about, but think you about do know who your fans are. Right, but think about how archaic old media was. Some lady in yeah. Kansas would write a letter to the network. I did not like da 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 da, and well, they would have to answer yeah. that as if that was real. You know what I mean? Crowdsourcing. So I think right. now they're yeah. way better at that. Uh, as far as well, now, that's a good now point. you got Twitter and Instagram, and you got people on there hyping it. So they're like, oh yeah, it's just cool. right. <laughs> This is cool. We got, got a good reaction from that fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I, told, I was telling them, I was like, listen, this has to get its own documentary. I've seen like a hundred think pieces. I've seen like round tables. I'm like, it's going, it's going to come up. It's going to come up in midterm election debates. Like, it, it, was, it was literally like twenty seconds. Did he fight like or seconds. did he not? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like seriously. And Rondo's still denying it. And he calling it spit gate. Come yeah, on, but I, I got a Modern problem with got you, straight up spit. I, I feel like that's fiddle. That's that's mouthpiece pulling out or trying to talk, and you just catch a spittle. I feel like if you ever been in a cipher as a rapper, uh, rapping with people yeah. outside a club or whatever when you was a young kid, uh, you got a little spittle every once in a while because some dude could control. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, I, 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 Rondo's a, Rondo's I, a sneaky I dude, think, though. I think yeah, Rondo, like Rondo fully is understands. so disrespectful that if he wanted to spit on him, it was going to be Tupac spitting on him like, ha-ha. Like, he yeah, yeah. To do that. Tupac but, but and listen, Mercedes, I, yeah. I think Rondo yeah, understands the effect of spittle. 
I I think he's so sneaky. He understands the fact that he could try to make this look like a mistake if if right. indeed he got caught. If you Yo, look, you if you right. a lot of credit. Look, you, he looks both ways before he does it to make sure the ref isn't looking <laughs> the ref. Yeah. So, so you saying you saying you saying it's intentional spittle? I'm, uh, I'm saying that's it's another level spittle. Because spittle, yeah, you know, level. spittle has always been a mistake. This is intentional spittle. He knows like I have my I have my mouthpiece in, so it's not going to come out like regular spit. But if I just <laughs> go like that hard enough, because he wasn't saying anything. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all I, all I know is All I know is this, though, like, I, I do know that I've been in sports arguments At a bar or something And like If you get You know, you hyped up And you talking Like you do get spittle Like yeah, It's a yeah. difference If someone just hawk spitting in your face But either <laughs> right. way Like if y'all If y'all, if y'all have terrible. that history Like Chris Paul still got swinged up like, no, All day All day He, he got still got to swing off the rip Not wait to do the, the, the late shuffle and, and act like he wanted to fight that's similar to Melo showing up outside the locker room uh, with, you know, with, with KG. Yeah, he didn't want to fight, but he had to let his woman Sorry. know that he was, you know what I mean? Hey, I, I yeah, put the effort in. Yeah, like, you yeah. see it on video. Yeah. But man, he had to protect the like, Cheerios. It, it, I, I fully believe Chris Paul, when he's retired, there's going to be some kind of Ponzi scheme, scandal, or something to come down. <laughs> he's just a nefarious, raggedy dude, man. He's known for low blows and all that. I just don't F with dude. Like, he's a top 10 point guard of all time. Respect his talent. But just as a dude, man, it's just hard to respect Yo, Chris. But it, and when you I agree crazy in the same boat, like, man. I tell these dudes about even, Chris Paul all the time. Even amongst, and his, his amongst his peers, amongst his peers, cats don't like him. Right. <laughs> Yo, right. Big Baby was like, I played with both of them. Chris Paul, a terrible teammate. Like, dang. Right. He want to chip with Rondo. He got that got lot for Rondo. <laughs> yeah, somehow he got to get. And then with Brandon Ingram, though, you got to be careful, man. A dude that tall and, and thin, he may have some Tommy Hearns heft to his punches, <laughs> so maybe he can't. Because he acted like this, this was, you know, hey, I get down like this. Like, he acted like, like this was normal for him. Can I'm still, can one of y'all tell me, can one of y'all tell me. James Harden. Oh, sorry. I mean, but he does. Can one of y'all tell me, can one of y'all tell me what he was mad at? I still don't know that's, what that's got what him that into. James Harden will drive you to that. This dude is driving all game. Throwing elbows at people, diving into you, getting all these ticky tack call. calls, almost <laughs> traveling half the time, and it, you can't follow him. So, and he's yeah. talking as if he's killing you on some, you know, like some some Kobe or Bron type stuff. When he's killing you on some, the rules say I can get away with this loophole, that loophole, <laughs> and that loophole. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can understand that being frustrated. It was just like, frustration built up. Yeah, yeah to me, I, to me, when I was listening to um um uh, what's his face after the game, uh, the center, um, Javel. When Javel was talking after the game, and he was like, you know, the way they was talking, the way they were carrying, like it was bound to happen. It's only, it's only we say it's only so many times you could poke a bear before the bear attacks. Right. I'm like, all right, so maybe they were talking trash, but to me, like you it's have to only keep so long that because fake can pretend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you show this, if you show this, the people know that this young team. You can just get them, you know, in their emotions by doing this. You set yourself up for the long run. It's not going to work out well for you. Yeah, they're going to have suspensions yeah. all through the season. Yeah, but you know who they, you know, you don't have to worry about getting like that. Up, I, I just think it's hard. Man, Lonzo ain't he's a particular dude. Exactly. <laughs> he, is not, he is not here for that. Again, he, he, tried not, he tried his hardest. Not to run up to the fight. He waited till everything was cool. Yo, yo, even Harden. Harden was the original person that got pushed. When everything broke out, Harden was already back down court. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. I mean, and, and, and we all know he don't even play no defense. Why are you back down court? Yeah. You supposed to be going yeah, to foul line. I get back on defense. Yeah, but he was supposed <laughs> to be in the foul line. My thing is, you cried about getting to the foul line, then everything broke out. You damn near the other side of the, uh, the basketball court. Like, damn. You know, but I, it's, the whole thing was yeah, amazing. All, all to me. And I guess because it was LeBron's first home game that, um, you know, everybody was watching. But, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting though. messages. The thing. Yeah. We and, got, and we got one more call on the line man. to get to. And we got oh, okay. two minutes. Oh, okay. Like, no, he's yeah, actually nice, sending man. us thanks, thanks, on social media now. Like, thanks, yo, don't leave me here. Thanks like for your call. Thanks for your call as always, Nice. <laughs> no, we, we appreciate we, it, man. We, we hey, 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 let me, let me just say this, though, bro. Let me just say this. Always do shows with y'all. Don't talk about sports in the barbershop, bro. I just found out most people are ten levels worse than any sports opinion you could ever think of. That's what yeah, they are. Don't talk about, that's, that's about this every day. Right, that's a great point. I come, I, I report to them about what what they say in the barbershop. Like in the barbershop, the, my barber knows, but I don't even like when they're talking sports. I don't even tell them that I do sports or know anything about sports. <laughs> their conversations are deep. Yo, these conversations are terrible. I'm like, do y'all like these? <laughs> All right, but we. All right, All right, Nod. All right, Nod. All right, peace, peace on peace. Peace. We we got we got Rob on the line. He's sending messages like, man, y'all better not leave me on the line. Rob, what's going on, man? We got like two minutes. Sorry about getting to you so late. What's going on, bro? Yo, man, yeah. Thanks for leaving me hanging. You know what I'm saying? Almost like strange fruit. Fruit. Oh, hello, man. What's up? How y'all doing? What's up, King? What's up, King? <laughs> Nothing, man. I love the conversation. I love the conversation y'all had about Uncle Malcolm. I love the conversation y'all had about that. Now let's get to the Lakers real quick. Um, I'm kind of glad because I I know people don't like Chris Paul, but I always thought like Rondo was a punk because he he always liked to do scuffles. You never see him throw hands. He just likes to wrestle. He just like time. you know. <laughs> like, like, like that matters like 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 that matters like come on man i i yo i put money that Derek Fisher will knock his block off that's all yeah, you know yeah i wouldn't but oh. i get what you're saying i think rondo a little bit of a sucker too um chris paul a sucker but yeah i ain't got fisher knocking nobody block off but um, yo i think ingram <laughs> knocking both of them out olive oil about that life Yo, you know why, it, though? I it, thought it, about it. it. Like, y'all, Nas might be right because, you know, I, he he does sit back every day and watch Popeye and Bluto rumble, so he had to learn something. So, <laughs> Yo, I, Olive Oil is about that life. And then he always got to fight Bluto off from raping him, so, yeah, yeah. Yo! I, I, can, I can see that. Uh, I can see it. I, I will, consumer. I will say I will say this, too, man. <laughs> I will say this, too. The, the Eagles... I've been trying to tell everybody for a long time about the coaching, about, you know, it is what it is. But you know what? I have to say, we have to do an intervention. Hello? Yo, Rob, go ahead, man. We only got one minute, man. Hurry up. Okay, we have to do an intervention with some, uh, you know, immature fans because for me, hey, you know how you know when you, like, grown up as well, like, you don't have the same – I know you're not so – too, I'm not saying you ain't past no Eagles fan, but it's like, you know, you don't get all lackadaisical in, anymore with these losses, you know. Our team won a Super Bowl. That's the best. That was one of the best times I ever had as a sports fan, you know, other than 
being spoiled and being a Laker fan for the last, you know, 15 years. But, you know, other than that, I'm good. I know y'all got more calls on the line, so I'm going to say one thing. Oh, no, we ain't got calls. We got to go, though. Show's over, but we'll get to you early I, next I, week, man. My I, yeah, yeah, I got to say one thing. With Uncle Malcolm, comp- compromise is never really a good thing unless uh, unless unless it's a collective. You know, I think compromise okay. right. a lot of times backyard deals and never work he out. He had a group and, too, though. So there was a collective. It was just another part of the group yeah. that broke off. But right, we got to holler at All you, right, man. man. We, we got like, Rob. It was his man, group. It wasn't a collective. All right, back in. And shout out so, to KC Mack because he said in the uh, the group chat, Dallas Carter beat Odessa Permian in real life. No, I know that part. I was saying that in real life, I don't believe that it was the state championship game. I think they Hollywooded that up. I think it was like the semifinal or something like that. But I'll check it. Yo, or you can um, check it. And let me I just want to say, I just want to say before we get out of here that the Greek freak scares me because uh, I, I know people were trying to make the argument about that other ball, but yo, this boy scares me, and that's all I'm gonna say, y'all. Does he? <laughs> um. Anyway, it's time to get out of here. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Everybody who got through, um, you know, the ways you various ways you got through, will be appreciated. Shout out to Gus Griffin for sending in his picks. Listen, catch us next week live right here on demand. You know how to cut us. Everything is at warroomsports.com. Next week we're going to talk about the NBA, the MLB postseason. Kind of what we did tonight, and also um. You know, whoever acts a JoJo, we're going to get him a word out next week. So until then, enjoy everything in the world of sports. Like I said, the hub is warroomsports.com to find everything. Get my book, sports, the book of sports, the books.com, or at warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com
what? Ain't no more to it. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.